It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning, also on Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Wednesday morning, middle of the working week, is back with us, the 14th day for September of 2022. Actually, a very popular day, Wednesday, for having a look at real estate. If you're out there looking at property today, good luck with that. Now, we mentioned this a couple of months ago, but I think it's worth recapping because of the area of Sydney that we're going to be talking about in just a moment, and that is that there are 10 suburbs in Greater Sydney and Greater Melbourne where sellers have made the biggest median profits in Australia, and this information from PropTrack we mentioned a couple of months ago is based on the difference between the original purchase price and the most recent sale price for homes sold between March and July of this year. Suburbs where sellers made the biggest profits in this period were Seaforth and Double Bay, both of course in New South Wales, and Sorrento in Victoria. And properties that sold in these locations during this time period achieved a median profit of between 1.5 million and 1.4 million. Not too bad, is it, if you happen to be in those particular areas? And despite the current market and the correcting market, equity in homes is still going pretty strong, which will continue to drive the real estate market for some time to come. And property prices are still up from the start of the pandemic, so it would really take a massive landslide to get us back to anywhere we were close to 2.5 years ago. Now, I mentioned the top 10 suburbs in Sydney. One of those suburbs is Wallara, and we're going to go there next and talk to Randall. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Hey, if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 14th of September, have yourself a fantastic Wednesday. Unfortunately, Amy Winehouse is no longer with us. She would have been celebrating her 39th birthday. I loved Amy Winehouse. And also on the birthday calls this morning, Sam Neill, the actor. He's getting up a bit. Sam is turning 74 today. And from the history books, it was on this day back in 2000 that Microsoft launches Windows ME. If you're trying to figure out what ME is, it stood for Millennium Edition. And it was the last of the operating systems of the Windows 9X series. I, I hope that makes more sense to you because I am not a Microsoft person at all. Apple all the way for me. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. And let's do the weather around Australia on this Wednesday morning. First we go to Sydney. Good morning to you, expecting a partly cloudy day. Should be mainly dry with 18 degrees. In Melbourne it's a game of two halves. A sunny morning and then expect late showers. The temperature is reasonably warm with 19 degrees. In Brisbane expecting partly cloudy skies but it should be mainly dry with 23 
and in Perth today, expecting the showers and 18 is your forecast high. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. Well, let's right now go to Wallara and Paddington. We are catching up with Randall Kemp there. He is the director of Ray White, Wallara Paddington and a very good morning to you. Randall, welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning, Craig. Thank you very much for having me. You're in a really popular, a very desirable area. Tell us a little bit about what's been happening there, perhaps over the last uh, three months. Yeah, sure, Craig. So obviously we are in a very affluent area, you know, only moments to the city and also the beaches, um, which we cover both markets here at Ray White Wallara Paddington. But we've seen um, a bit of a change in the market over the last couple of months. We Last couple of years, we've seen prices um, increase over 20%. But we are seeing um, a big difference in the markets depending on price. So we sell a lot of stuff in that kind of two to four million dollar range, sort of smaller terrace homes. We still are seeing a lot of buyers in the market, but we are seeing that those buyers are very cautious. Um, they're on the back foot. They're, they're finding it hard to sort of pull the trigger, being obviously scared about interest rates and whatnot. However, in the markets where we're selling in the higher end, probably more towards that sort of six to $12 million sort of price bracket, we're still seeing really good, strong buyer activity and they're not as, as gun shy and not so, um, not so nervous about what's going on with interest rates. Yeah, and I guess the reason for that probably is because that they're quite established in terms of their loans. Some are not even carrying loans. So that all sort of points in the, in the positive margin between that 6 to 12 that you talk about. I think so. And I think a lot of those buyers are also upsizing buyers. Um, they have seen huge growth, uh, as I mentioned before, in their current properties. So they might have bought for $2 million and the property might have doubled up to $4 million. They've got close to $3 million of equity in that home. They're putting that into the next home, which, you know, the banks are still valuing and seeing value in properties probably similar to pre-pandemic prices. As I said, it sort of went up 20 to 30%. A lot of that has come back out of the market for that lower end stuff, but they're still sitting there with good equity in their homes and being able to put that into the next next property. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about this spring, whether the spring is going to be a property bust or whether there is going to be a, a real bounce. Interesting that you're talking about that two to four, and there is a, still a little bit of fence sitting, even though we are into May, by some people just holding off. It's pretty, pretty similar all across the board in those price ranges. We're still seeing the same numbers come through the homes, which is interesting because you'd think that there's still a lot of active buyers in the markets, which they are. We're speaking to mortgage brokers, we're, they're saying that they're seeing record amounts of people coming to get, get a, you know, finance approval to buy. So there's still a lot of buyers in the marketplace, but their sentiment is they are a little scared of, you know, overpaying um, rather than sort of scared of missing out, which I know has been a bit of a cliche saying in the market lately, but it's very true. There still is a lot of buyers there. The, the thing that's keeping our market very sort of buoyant in the way of transaction is that, that they just don't have the choice. There's not a lot of properties on the market. We've seen times when there's been a big influx of stock come to market, especially in Paddington, where there's a lot of the same thing, a lot of terrace houses, and you do start to, you do pretty quickly see a, a reduction in the prices. Although prices have come back a little bit due to people fence sitting, they haven't dropped 
nearly at the rate that everyone probably thought that they would because the stock's just not come to market. So people are just choosing to hold and not sell rather than, um, you know, desperately sort of putting their properties on the market and selling for any price. And what about the migration, uh, Randall? What are you seeing at the moment in terms of people coming into the east, uh, into your areas, Paddington, uh, Willara, etc.? Are you feeling that at the moment? Seeing huge numbers of people that were searching in the Willara Paddington area have spread their search out. So a lot of them go to the sort of inner west, you know, even over to the North Shore, further up the North Shore um, to get more value for money, um, get more house for their dollar, whatever it is. We are starting to see a lot of those types of buyers come back into Willara Paddington. So they might have spread their search a little bit and now they've sort of refined it back to Willara Paddington. I was just dealing with one buyer who, who's been looking for two years and, and she told me she's bid on more than 10 properties and now she's put in an offer on a property that we've got in Willara and it looks like she's going to secure that property after a sort of a two-year search. And what about auctions? Now, you know, you do get a lot of commentators saying, oh, the auctions, they're, they're not working. You know, there's less people walking through the door. We know that auctions do work and we know that auctions have still been punching through what is happening in the market. What are you observing around the whole auction versus private treaty? So in our office alone, we're sitting at about 73% clearance rates at auction, on or you know, at or before auction. So there's still a 73% chance that you're going to sell your property, you know, in a four-week period. I think it's it's the old adage, though. You know, it, it creates a deadline. I think in this market, more than ever, you know, you definitely need to have that deadline there for buyers to act. It's very difficult to get them to to act in a for sale situation because they're just everyone has this feeling that they want to wait, they want to wait, there's more stock coming, there's more going to be more choice, they're going to get a better deal, all of that sort of thing. So I think auction does minimise all of that. And I think that it gives certainty and around timing for vendors as well as, as purchases. So we're still, we're still auctioning predominantly all of our properties pretty much. Most of our properties would go to auction. If it doesn't sell by the auction, pretty much, you know, our stats are that we're at, still at, at, at over 90% of selling the property within two weeks of the auction anyway. So it brings it to a head. Sometimes vendors do need to move their expectations a little bit. Sometimes buyers need a little bit more time to, to realise the value. But, you know, we, we are thinking and, and knowing that in our marketplace, auction is the best way forward. And just talking about vendor expectation, how are you managing that at the moment? Again, what, something that we've been talking really freely about within the, within the office and around the different teams within my office, it's really about educating the buyers about what is happening out there. What are the, it's trying to see it through a buyer's eyes, I guess, and see at a price point what is on offer and what, what value they can buy in the market at the moment. And that has changed a little bit. Um, and so vendors do need to understand that. But a vendor will generally only understand that if they're showing that. They're not going to go out there and look for the bad news. We're, we're just making sure that our vendors are fully aware of what else buyers are looking at in the market, what else they can buy in the market, and, and making them know, making it known of any properties that do actually trade within our marketplace on or off market. And that's helping vendors to understand that there's, you know, there might be a bit of a shift on their property. But most of our vendors in that price range where it's been mostly affected are moving because they need more space or they need less space. The ones that are needing more space, it's actually, you know, it's not a bad time to trade. There is uh, movement in the market throughout the whole market. So if they're upsizing, they might be able to get a bigger house at a little bit of a lesser price than what they would have paid, even though they're taking a bit less on. 
And just before I let you go, here we are on a Wednesday morning, the 14th day of September. So we're sort of halfway through the month. Uh, October is going to be here before we know it. Sort of prediction time uh, between now and Christmas. Uh, what do you think is likely to happen? Um, it's really hard to predict because, you know, predictions over the last two years in real estate in our area have all been pretty wrong. However, my prediction is that things are going to stay pretty much sort of as as they are. I mean, interest rates are obviously on the rise. That is going to have effect and put a little bit of downward pressure on prices. However, by the same token, as I said, we're in an area here where they're not building any more real estate. They can't build any more homes. The demand to live here is huge. And I think as things become a little bit more affordable, it just brings more buyers in from it from other markets. So I think that we will be in a pretty sort of stable kind of market over the next little while between now and Christmas. You know, we would love some more properties to come to market. We're, we're still um, very short on stock. So I believe that that will keep the market pretty buoyant. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll start to see some stability in the market. I think the huge increases that we had over a short period of time weren't necessarily healthy. The fact that some of that has come out of the market is probably not a, not a bad thing for, for buyers and sellers, really. All right. Well, good on you, Randall. I'll let you get on with your coffee in Willara and Paddington somewhere. Thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. It's a pleasure, Craig. Anytime. Thank you very much for your time. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.